Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be. This is the Sign of the Times radio podcast. And in this program, we're going to be covering a whole lot of ground, okay? The whole purpose of this show is to disseminate the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. There's a lot of deception going around today. A whole lot of deception. There's a lot of evil. Evil is rampant today. The oppression we find around us would have been utterly inconceivable just years ago. We are witnessing the consolidation of a new world order, the hijacking of our republic by bankers, by elitists who care nothing about you and me. We are continually brainwashed by a media that has as its only goal the perpetuation of the oligarchs and their interests. We have a government that has been effectively bought out by globalist bankers and corporate elites. We are witnessing the downfall of our civilization, the increasing depravity of people that we see around the world. Indeed, we may well be witnessing signs of the very end of days. So, in this podcast, my goal is to bring to you all truth, to bring to you all knowledge, so that you can be equipped to understand what's going down in the world and take a stand. Now, most of you who are listening to this program are aware of many of the problems going on. You are perhaps aware of the New World Order and the consolidation that we see going on all around us. So my goal in this first podcast is not to scare you, but to bring you some hope. This podcast is going to serve as a foundation for all the programs that are going to come afterward. And instead of starting off by giving you an account of the problem, my goal in this episode is going to be to point you to the solution. And I'm not talking about a political solution here. I'm going to be talking about the ultimate solution, mainly getting right with God. Now, when I look back and I think about everything going on right now, What I see more often than not is a population that's becoming increasingly aware of the insurmountable obstacles that are facing us, the degeneration of society, and the consolidation of a new world order. People are just stressed out, feel hopeless, like there's nothing they can do. And in a sense, any idea of some kind of revolutionary or political upheaval is indeed naive at this point, but there is something we all need to understand, and that's this, that even in the midst of social chaos and rampant moral depravity and the destruction and ruin of liberty, we can be free and free indeed. You see, ultimately, when it comes right down to it, humanity has a problem. There's a reason 
the world is being taken over by financial oligarchs. There is, in fact, a reason for rampant war, genocide, for the eugenics program of sterilization, to the rampant spread of abortion, to the rampant spread of disease and vaccines that in fact inflict disease, genetically modified organisms giving people cancer, child protective services abusing children, the IRS taking your money and handing it over to wealthy oligarchs, the money that you work so hard to earn. There's a reason for people eating each other's faces off, drowning in a sea of despair, sticking needles in their arms and shooting drugs that the intelligence agencies of the U.S. government themselves shipped in from overseas. There's a reason for all the evil going on in the world, and it would be simplistic and perhaps easier to just blame it on the enemy, to blame it on the elites, but to do so would be overly simplistic, because ultimately, if you want to see the root of the problem, look in the mirror. After all, we the people are the ones who let all this come to pass. We ourselves are guilty of a multitude of sins, and I believe we all know it. I'm guilty. I'm guilty as hell of all sorts of sins. Man, I lived an absolutely deplorable life for the majority of my time here on Earth. I'm 22 right now, and for the first 20 years of my life, I lived pretty much in utter depravity. And I see that now. And the truth of the matter is that human beings, we ourselves, are utterly corrupt. And I know that's not something you hear very often anymore. Everyone wants to tell you that humanity is basically good. That, you know, at worst maybe we're just sick and need to give ourselves some behavioral therapy. You know, that maybe we can find a solution to our problems in religion. Maybe we can find a solution to our problems by changing our social environment. By giving everybody an equal slice of the American pie. But when it comes down to it, folks, the real problem is within ourselves. It is our very nature. We are utterly wicked and utterly corrupt. And that's the problem. And that's where we're going to start today. Okay, Now, in this age of despair, of hopelessness, of the rapid expansion and consolidation of evil on a global scale, the ultimate thing we can do, the ultimate surefire way to be free is to get right with God, folks. There is a God out there. There is a true and living God. God Almighty Himself, He is out there. He's always been there. He is the self-existent one. He is there. And he is all good. And that is our greatest problem. God is good. Truly good. And we are not. That is the most terrifying truth. God is good. And we are evil. Every newspaper in the world verifies this that we are evil 
and you look at history, it'll show you the same thing. Any look at yourself with an honest look will reveal the same thing. Even if you've perhaps grown up religious, even if you perhaps don't feel that you've done all that much wrong, look at your thoughts, look at the intentions of your heart. Even the good things we do are tainted by selfishness and pride. We are utterly corrupt. And I can prove it to you. And that is what I'm going to attempt to do right now. See, in the Bible, it breaks it down very well for us. Reading in uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. You see, folks, when you look around at all the beauty of nature, at all the wonder and complexity of this universe, the Bible declares that that is direct testimony from God to you about his reality and about his nature, and that we suppress this truth that is made so manifest to us because we are unrighteous, because we are in fact evil. And that, folks, is our greatest sin that although we knew God, although we know God, we neither honor Him nor give thanks. And so God gives us over to a depraved mind. As it says, in verse 24, Therefore God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to the to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth of God for a lie, and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator who was blessed forever. For this reason God gave them up to dishonorable passions. And we see later in verse 28, And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossip, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless, Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. That, my friends, is an absolutely crushing indictment of the human race. We are fallen. We are utterly corrupt. And just to highlight this point even more, let's look at Genesis chapter 6 this is around the time of Noah the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth 
and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Folks, we are not well. We are not doing just fine. We are not even sick. No, we are dead. And as you will find in the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, and you were dead dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked following the course of this world following the prince of the power of the air the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh carrying out the desires of the body and the mind and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind folks we are dead in our iniquity we are dead in our corruption we are by nature children of wrath before a holy and just and righteous God folks the real problem is not a few bad apples who decided to take control of the world no no my friends the real problem is that we are sinful and corrupt and fallen and severed from the grace of a holy and righteous God, God Almighty, who has declared that those who sin shall die. Death is not just physical, folks. Death is not just the cessation of physical existence. No, folks. Death is eternal separation from the grace of God to endure His divine wrath forever. And that is the fate of every single one of us apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the bad news, folks. That's the bad news. And it gets even worse. We turn to the book of Revelation. We look at this and it gets truly scary. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne, and books were opened. Then another book was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged by what was written in the books according to what they had done. And the sea gave up the dead who were in them. Death and Hades gave up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one of them, according to what they had done. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is a second death, the lake of fire. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. The one who conquers will have this heritage, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for the murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Folks, this is serious. We stand on a precipice. We stand as the guilty party before a holy and just God facing the prospect of eternal damnation and God would be just to commit us to that but we are guilty we are fallen but but there is good news there is good news and that is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ 
take a look. At Isaiah 53. Chapter 4. Referring to the Lord Jesus Christ. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Let's turn to Romans chapter 3. Again, an indictment of humanity. Very clear. None is righteous. No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good. Not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of asps is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. In their paths are ruin and misery. And the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. But. Romans 3 verse 21. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law. All through the law and the prophets bear witness to it. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. And there is no distinction. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And are justified by his grace and as a gift. Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness, because in his divine forbearance he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness as the present time, so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. That, my friend, is the glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, the gospel by which souls are saved. You see... God the Son, the second person of the Trinity, became a man. He had to become a man because man is guilty. Man is under the wrath of Almighty God. God the Son took on human flesh and became a man and dwelt among us and fulfilled the righteous standard of God perfectly without fault. He was completely 100% righteous before the Father. God the Son became a man and lived an absolutely perfect life. And yet, we hated him. We despised him. We 
spoke nothing but the truth. He did not sin. He healed. Did nothing but good. And we delivered him up to be put to death. Our ancestors, but we are just as guilty, folks, because if we were in that time, guess what? We would have done the same thing. We, humanity, delivered up the spotless, immaculate Son of God, perfect from the foundation of the world, to be put to death by our hands. We nailed him to a cross. It was upon that cross that God the Father displayed him publicly as a propitiation for sin. Folks, a propitiation is a wrath-appeasing sacrifice. And upon that cross, Jesus Christ was a sacrifice on our behalf to appease the wrath of a holy God. Upon that cross was the greatest act of redemption in the whole universe done. As we look again at Isaiah 53, He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Surely He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed Him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. Smitten by God smitten by his own father the immaculate son of the living god he was pierced for our transgressions he was crushed for our iniquities upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace and with his wounds we are healed It was the will of the Lord to crush him. The Holy Son of God was displayed publicly upon that cross as a sacrifice for our sins. And upon that cross, he was crushed by the Father and drank down the divine wrath that we deserve to have poured out upon us throughout all of eternity. And we turn to the Gospel according to Matthew to the account of the crucifixion Bear with me, folks. As we come to the end. Now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. 
And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Ele, Ele, Lema Shabachthane. That is, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Do you understand, friends, what happened on that cross? From eternity past, the Father and the Son have been in the perfect communion of infinite love throughout all of eternity in the Godhead. And upon that cross, the Father crushed the Son under the full force of His divine wrath for us. Lord Jesus Christ, the Immaculate Son of God, perfect from the foundation of the world, took upon Himself the sins of His people. He bore our iniquities. He bore upon Himself every sin we would ever commit. Was nailed to a cross as a common criminal, rejected of men, condemned by men. Nailed to the cross according to the foreknowledge and purpose of Almighty God. Upon that cross he was displayed publicly as a propitiation in his blood. And upon that cross he drank down the divine judgment and wrath of Almighty God. Lord Jesus Christ drank down your hell upon that cross and died under the wrath of God for you. On the third day, having been buried, on the third day, God raised him from the dead. And he appeared to many. And he ascended to heaven. glorified and God has put everything under his feet and the Lord Jesus Christ is Lord indeed Lord of the universe the smitten afflicted murdered buried and risen one almighty God in the flesh the Lord Jesus Christ is risen and he sits in the heavenlies at the right hand of the Father, calling out the fallen humanity, offering salvation. The wrath of God is coming, folks. God has set a day where he will judge the world in righteousness through his Son, the exalted. Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And if any man not be in Christ, he will be damned forever. Yes, the day is coming, folks, and as the sign of the time suggests, it is coming quickly. God is holding back his wrath with one hand.
holding back the floodgates of his wrath that are ready to wash away all the sinners of earth. And with the other hand, he is motioning towards you to come, 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 drink of the living water, come, be saved, eat of the bread of life and be saved, come and live. He's calling us. He's calling us, folks. He's calling you. Right now, if you are hearing this broadcast, I plead with you, for God is reaching out to you right now. He's calling you unto himself. He's calling you. Come. Come and be saved. Come. What must you do to be saved? Repent. And believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Turn from your sin once and for all. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. He is Lord, folks. He is Lord. Salvation is not a matter of making Jesus Christ Lord of your life. He is Lord of your life, whether you love Him or hate Him. Not a sparrow drops to the ground apart from the sovereign will God, He is Lord of your life. You must recognize that you are what the Bible says you are, a sinner, evil, a sinner from birth. You must understand that you have no hope apart from the grace of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. That no good works will ever get you right before God that there is nothing you can do to earn your salvation that you are utterly contemptible and at the mercy of the Almighty surrender your life to the Lord Jesus Christ believe in Him to justify the ungodly and the blood of Christ will cover your transgressions you will be a child of God forever. This, my friends, is the glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is how we get right with God. It is all of grace. You are saved by grace through faith, not of works, lest anyone should boast. I pray that you all might behold the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Repent and believe in Him, and you shall be saved. In your salvation, you shall have right relationship with God forever, and nothing shall separate us from the love of Christ. We will ascend to eternal glory when we leave this world. All praise be to the Lord Jesus Christ. Folks, we may not ever again be free in this world. Indeed, empire is crushing the whole world under it. But we can be free spiritually. For although we be in chains in this world, we will ever be free in Christ Jesus our Lord. I pray that you would take this to heart.
believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Have a good night, folks. And we'll see you next time here on Sign of the Times.